Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we built worlds based off the role of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. Did we actually sync our audio? Yes, we did. Oh, Her? well in that case, I am Cody. <laughs> you have no clue how much that kills me. Jordan, I am so tired. <laughs> Dude, I woke can, up should, very can I, early. Can I take morning. that from the top again or do you want to just go with that take? I mean, I find it to be endearing, but if you want to take it from the top, uh, that's no, okay. we don't have we we don't have to take it from the top. So, so how's it going, Cody? Have you yawned as soon as I asked? This is gonna be a very tired episode of World Shop because I just went on a run and Cody's been tired from working. Sleep deprived. Yeah, I woke up very early this morning and I've drunk a lot of coffee today and I don't feel good about it. See, I don't drink coffee, so I just end up crashing once I get home from work. So, like, I took like a fifteen-minute nap once I got home from work. It's like, okay, now I should get up and run. I just feel sick and spastic all the time. So, yay. Yeah, um, you know what happens, man. So how I have a couple things to talk about. Well, I really I, have one main thing. Well, to I haven't talk asked about. you about what things you want to talk about yet. Pause. Oh, s- sorry. Hold on a second. So, Cody, <laughs> since we script the show now, <laughs> what have you been doing? <laughs> Jordan, there's something we need to talk about. Okay, um, it's worth like, talking about. Like serious things, or like what you've been watching. No, what I've been watching. Oh. We're recording this right now, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan. Jordan, there's something we need to talk about. Oh my God, are you breaking up with me? Oh no, no. Okay, so I assume that you've been on Netflix before, right? Like, you've seen Netflix. No, I've never, ever been on Netflix, especially since we have never, ever talked about a show that I've watched specifically on Netflix before. Okay, so shut up. Here's what happened. I got on Netflix, and there was this ad for this show called Another Life. Oh, that sounds cool. I I just find the title that sounds cool. It's a sci-fi show. It has the woman that played Starbuck in it. Um, Starbuck from uh, Deep Space Nine. Nope, Battlestar Galactica. Not the same show. Um, nice. And I don't know other people who are completely unrecognizable. They spent all their money on her. Oh, you know who else is in it? The guy that was uh, live action Goku is in this show. Ooh, is he good? I mean, no, but the whole show's terrible. But um, there. He shows up, and I'm oh. like, who the frick is this guy? Because I recognized him, and I'm like, where do I know this guy from? And then it hit me. I'm like, oh, no, that's Goku. Anyways, so this show is so bad. I mean, so just the title and like, some of the main pictures from it look like really interesting. I would have checked no. this out. Oh, Jordan, it's so bad. It's You should watch the first episode just because immediately it goes from zero to stupid so fast every single thing they could do wrong to make the show as hacky as possible they do oh my god that is live action goku oh my gosh that's hilarious yeah and he's like a dad now i love Um, how he looks like exactly the same as live action goku it's a show that's comprised entirely of cliches without understanding where any of those cliches come from like they saw something in another sci-fi movie and they're just like, copy, paste, now this is my show. Without any thought for why that was there and what it means for their characters. A good example of how bad this show is, I was playing a video game with a friend and I was complaining about the show. And I was like, basically the cast is women that men can fantasize about and men that don't have characters. And I tried to name all the characters. I'm four hours into the show and I was like, there's a guy that's supposedly from Russia that has no accent, 
There's a fat guy whose character is he's the fat guy. I hate that the fat guy always gets the same character. I'm the goofy fat guy. I hate yeah. that. Yeah. Like, he's just like, oh, is that just what Hollywood thinks of all fat people? I hate it. It's so and dumb. It is such a dumb trope. There's a senator whose character is everyone hates him. And that's all I said. W- started watching the show. I forgot somebody. I just missed someone. <laughs> and I'm like, who are you? And he has no character. He's just guy number four. Just I'm here to potentially have sex with one of the women because they're only here to have sex at because that's all the show is. And it's like, okay, so, you know, in space stuff, how sometimes there's people trapped on a spaceship, which is like a very isolated. It's like it's a very small area, right? Yeah. So um, drama happens on board the spaceship, yeah. you know, that's which makes true. sense. Yeah does not make sense when it is a hand-picked, carefully chosen group of astronauts who all have personal reasons to hate each other. Wait, so so so, so it's like, the th- kind of like how on Dark Matter, it's like they all, like, you know, got along in certain ways. And that first season was like they all, like, disliked each other. But instead, they were all picked after everybody knew that they hated each other. They're called astronauts, right? And it's like supposedly being an astronaut is like a difficult thing to do still. So like in Dark Matter, everyone has spaceships. So it's like being a trucker, right? Everyone has a spaceship. I remember you wrote a world like this. (laughs) Normal people go up into space. In this show, it's like, no, these are all like hyper competent people. And they all have like bitter grudge hate for each other. And I'm like, friends, they do psych evaluations on this stuff. To make sure they don't send people into space that hate each other. Because they're the only people there! But nope, just throw a bunch of people that hate each other. They're, and also, they all want to have sex with each other. They either hate each other or they want to have sex with each other. That's the only way people feel. There are no friends. Either about to have sex or hate. That's it. That's it. There's no in-between. I, I have a question after this conversation yes. has gone on for far too long. Um... Is sci-fi bad? This sci-fi is. I'm starting, this sci-fi I'm is very bad. This is like that's. It's not to the same extreme of what you're saying, but like some of the sci-fi shows that I was just thinking of are pretty much that. Like Dark Matter yeah. has a lot of that same feel. Dark Matter has a and lot I, of that. Same and I and I liked Dark Matter a lot, but it's like I did watch it for the um, whole drama of oh, do we, we kind of hate each other, but we have to like each other because we're in this. It has together. the kind of like. And also, some all of the us girls want to have are sex with each other. So yeah, it has, has like kind of the issue of like all the girls are in some way a little bit fetishy. You know what well, I mean? I mean, there was the like number five, like the little girl who was not at all that, which I'm glad. Yeah, actually, I'll say to its credit, I really expected that to be a lot more creepy than it was. Yeah. And you're right; they actually treated no. her like a child, even though she they. they like, I mean, she. I think she's like whatever over twenty in real life. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I think she might be around our age in real life, honestly. Yeah. Which is always funny to me when they cast like this super young girl, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, she's twenty eight, and she's like pay play like a fifteen year old." Um, and then okay, so one last complaint that really immediately made me realize this show was going to be terrible. So you've seen Alien, right? Yes, yes. We had Sig- a whole episode on Alien. I know. Okay, she's twenty four, by the way. I'm making a point. Sigourney Weaver, right? Yeah, she was extremely attractive in the first Alien. At the end of that movie, she has a fight with an alien where she's not wearing any clothes because yeah, she's about she to was, go into cryo yeah, sleep, where she right? was wearing, like, the tank top and underwear. Yeah, so this show 
saw like, oh, okay, so in sci-fi land, when you go into cryo sleep, you have to wear sexy clothes. There's no other option. Not sexy, so, no, just no clothes. It's not supposed to be sexy. You're supposed to wear very little clothes. So main character wakes up and she's wearing like sports bra and like spandex booty shorts and is like walking around the ship for a long time and then has a conversation with a uh, there's like a hologram because of course there is uh, because they've seen that in other sci-fi things. So in this world, holograms exist. Sentient holograms exist. They never talk about it like they just it's like near future stuff. They don't have amazing technology Except for near sentient holographs, holograms. You know what I mean. Anyways, so it's so like she's having Cortana type crap. Yes, and they just don't talk about it. Anyways, and so there's like a scene where she's just like sitting there, like half naked on her spaceship, looking out at space. And I'm like, I can kind of see what they're trying to get across with the costuming here. That she's like so isolated that it's like whatever. I don't have to like you know. She can like let her guard down for a minute. Um, and also they were explaining something about this hologram and that there's like no tension between them and she's not embarrassed around him because it's like a him, but it's a him in that like, that's the picture they're projecting to be the hologram. Yeah. Like Siri. So, um, then everyone else wakes up and there's a scene where they're all like in their groggy post. I've been asleep for six months, like sit down and hang out session that everyone has and all the women are just not wearing clothes and all the guys are wearing clothes and i'm like so the guys go into cryo sleep wearing pajama bottoms and t-shirts and And the the girls go into cryo sleep wearing skimpy sports bras and like little booty shorts why do they and then they just sit around naked because Women don't like wearing clothes. Did you know that? Actually, women hate clothes. So, I mean, is I don't think gratuitous is the correct word. It's not this, gratuitous because they don't, like, show anything, but you can tell they want to. Also, all the characters swear all the time because they can, and it's edgier. God. It's okay, so Okay, I don't think it's that bad. sci-fi's bad. I think it's just that TV has this... This image of what like a good show is supposed to be because like we had the like gritty shows that were really good and everybody loves like now everything has to fit that and they're all not getting the point of what made those shows good. It's like it's not yeah. the sex is not the over swearing. It's like it's an actual good story and actual good acting. That's what I like about these fucking these <laughs> my shows. favorite. So this is supposedly sci-fi, and it's, like, really trying hard to be, like, science science fiction. They're flying through space and at one point talk about turning around and going back. Like, oh, we'd have to turn around. And I'm like, do you mean decelerate from near light speed to a total stop and then accelerate all the way back to where you were before? You don't turn around in space. Like, you can't just be like, oh, I'll just hit the e-brake and do a power slide. Like, what What are you talking about? You're not just on a boat. Like, what is happening? Cody, do you ever watch things you like? Because um, I, like, oh, I, I feel like half the time we talk, it's like something that you're complaining about. Do you want me to talk about no. how much I'm still enjoying watching Gilmore Girls? No, I definitely don't. I, yeah, because it's not I, very I interesting. Not. I just really love Gilmore Girls. I just wish Jess and Rory could work Cody, it out. I don't care. Because the thing Cody, is, no, up, but Jess challenges Cody. her. You... you don't understand. 
She needs someone to intellectually challenge her. All right. Dean yeah, was a pushover. You, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, you're done. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. We're, ne- we're never going back there again. I mean, we could. No, I love Gilmore go- Girls. We're not going back there again. Okay. Well, I now have no time to talk about what I wanted to talk about. So. Why, Jordan? We decide how long this podcast. <laughs> is. We I decide how long this podcast is, which is even funnier. And I'm here like, Ugh. but uh, hopefully no one minds that we do like an hour talk before each episode. But um, so what I wanted to talk about is, drum roll please. I don't know. Okay. Come, Breath of the Wild. I just beat Breath of the Wild. Oh! You know that oh, long text be that... Spider-Man Far you know From that, Home. Yeah, we already talked. Wait, do you watch it finally? Do you see it? Yeah, I did. Why was that not the thing you led with? Yeah, I forgot that I saw it. <laughs> uh, no, don't just Okay, well, now. now we have to talk about that. Cody, what do you think of Far From Home? Uh, okay, Uh-oh. here's the problem. If I'm going to be totally honest, I would say in terms of Spider-Man movies, it goes Spider-Verse followed by Homecoming followed by Far From Home. Okay. That being said, Far From Home was still really good and I enjoyed it. You started that sounding like you were going to say something bad, but you just said that Spider-Verse, of course, is the best Spider-Man movie. Well, Spider-Verse is, like, way at the tippity-tip-tip-tip-top. Yeah, no, Spider-Verse is one of the best Marvel movies, period. I liked Homecoming better. I thought that Homecoming had less big, stupid Marvel fights, and this had more big, stupid Marvel fights. And every time a big, stupid Marvel fight started happening, I just got sleepy. Okay, I I, I understand that. But I thought, content-wise, I thought it was a lot better i i liked how they finally did have the scene of him being spider-man and like figuring out like what he needed to do to fight mysterio making a plan and like oh hey i had this past crappy experience with this guy i need to figure out a way to fight i like that i like the whole um him doing the spider sense like thing closing his eyes and just yeah like that whole sequence was great That sequence was great I didn't like how they ended it with now every well, J. Jonah Jameson is back. I love that, but I did not like yeah, how means... he is now on blast for being like now it's like, oh hey, Peter Parker Spider-Man. I don't like I feel like they can easily remedy that with, you know, the fact that they have shapeshifters in this universe. Um But still, it's, it's just that felt like a little rush and a little just like, hey, we're gonna do this because we can. I, I don't hate that. It just kind of depends what they do with the next movie. Um, I totally agree. That sequence where he uses his Spidey powers that to like really dodge, cool. that was excellently done. It was an interesting use of special effects rather than just big explosions. Um, I kind of liked the metatextual jab at the audience of being like, these idiots will believe anything. I'm from a different dimension where there's elementals. We all dress like this. And I'm just like, oh, and I, I, and then I kind of get that they're laughing at me, but I'm still just like, doesn't mean I liked it anymore. I like Jake Gyllenhaal's performance. I, I like that he, he played the like, oh yes, I'm a space. Like he did, he overacted that so well. We're just like, is he, because I'm like watching, it's like, he's acting really hokey, but then like he turns back into a normal person. I'm like, ah, I get it. He was doing well, that to like play the whole oh yes I'm from a different planet thing. I'm I did Mysterio. not know Mysterio. I didn't know Mysterio was a villain. Oh so yeah, I, he's I one of the like big villains. Yeah, I didn't know that. I I'm not a Spider-Man fan, really, like not of the comics, right? I never read yeah. them at all. Um, so all I know is the movies, um, and maybe a little bit of cartoons and video games. But I liked that Mysterio to me sold being his friend. Like, yes. and it was sad to me to see him like. 
definitely need that type of friend, like an older brother, not like a mean mentor. Yeah. You know, and it like gave Peter solid advice and was like a good guy to him. And I'm just like, oh, no, <laughs> Peter's only friend that gets it just stabs they did him in the back. such a good job with that because there was a part because I'm like, M- Mysterio is a liar and a thief. I know that. I, I I know his character. He's a liar and a thief. And when they did that, I, it started to kind of believe, like, well, maybe that he is from a multiverse. Maybe maybe that is true. And then they did that twist of, like, you almost got me. You almost got me. I think what it is is that holistically, Spider-Man Homecoming, I was, like, invested the whole time, even through all the fights, because they felt a lot more reserved. Whereas in this one, there were, like, distinct parts where I was like, here comes the Marvel stuff, and I would get real sick of it. And then there were parts that were, like, excellently acted where I'm like, oh, so Tom Holland's, I think, might be, like, the best actor they've gotten in these movies. Like, I'm trying to think of scenes that felt as, like, real as when he's, like, crying and hates himself because he gave the glasses to a criminal and trying to, like explain that he screwed up and he feels terrible about it and i'm like not a lot of people have acted scenes that well like out of all the famous names they've got tom hollands is really selling that he is a child that screwed up and like doesn't know how to handle it and i'm like well frick man you're doing real good and then he does three thousand kickflips off of a robot and i'm like okay i i i understand that point I, I just liked it because it did remind me a lot of the comics. It was definitely closer to the comic Spider-Man. I liked, I just liked the story. I liked the freaking romance that they put in it. Yeah. Like that felt yeah, like a really real good. high school relationship. And I mean, it was kind of there in the first one, but I thought in the second one, it definitely felt like a kid who has a crush on a girl. And then like, they both like each other and don't know how to act. I thought yeah. that they did that very well. It felt real. Like I've, Definitely had that before, and it just felt so real, and I, I like that a lot. The action I thought was great, but I, I get your point. I thought it was great. I thought they did different stuff with the fight scenes, like for some of it showing like the first person of the cameras and stuff. I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I, it just felt like a Spider-Man movie. It just, to me, again, I have the complaint of it was definitely targeted at teens in the younger generations, and of course, because... Comics aren't necessarily targeted at me and shouldn't be. But it was that thing where it's like, yeah, no, I'm definitely watching a teen movie. Teen Jordan would have put this in his top movies instantly. Adult it me is just like, like it's there good. was nothing. <laughs> and I liked it. There was nothing that ever like irked me about it being a teen no, I don't, movie. I'm not saying that as I mean? a bad thing. I'm just saying that it there was sort of a disconnect for me because it was definitely not targeted at me yeah but sorry what were you sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i'm just trying to no 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 no. i'm just like there but there was stuff that like was familiar from like my growing up which i guess is the point yeah it really Um, was it really did it very close to and it's 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 weird because it's like non-specific stuff but like the notion of like going out into a city where you've been taking a trip as a class and just being like let's just go wander around the city not going to all of like the standard sites you know and like getting a chance to kind of like sneak off and do that is like oh i've like i've done that you know and it's like a really like fond yeah, memory so I've i'm like oh well, that, that was like I, cool. I, I just i liked it i liked it so much because i guess 
it's not a nostalgia thing, but it did because it reminded me of my high school years. It did yeah. in high school, early college. It remind it was a lot of nostalgia for me because it just brought me back there. And I thought they did a really, really good job of doing that. And I didn't feel that way for Homecoming, but I definitely for this movie, definitely it brought me there. And I thought they did an amazing job with it. And yeah, no, I'm the Spider-Man movies are doing they're doing good with them. And they're doing very good. Yeah, no, if they make another Spider-Verse or do something else with the Spider-Verse, I'm down for that, too. Oh, my that's, gosh. That's yes, the one I want. <laughs> I, like, almost hope they don't. Be- yeah, because <laughs> like, they did set such a huge bar for the next one. And that's always going to be a problem with having a good first movie. Well, and it's one of those things where you can imagine stories in your head moving forward from there. Like, it's kind of in that frame of they've set up a great place for fan fiction. And I don't mean that in any way derisively. No, no, what I, I mean I is that um, to me, the right place to end a story is before it's over completely and like dead in the ground. Yeah, you know, like you still leave. have more stuff to work with in your head. Yeah. Let people picture what happens next instead of just being so explicit. There's no more mystery well, left in the world. And they did that. And that's the problem with all these sequels and stuff. It's just that we keep getting another movie and like you can never just leave it be and sometimes you should probably just leave it be other times they put this cliffhanger ending there because they think they're going to get a sequel just no just have your movie end yeah and if you get a sequel you get a sequel if not then oh well sequel bait is different than leaving it open to where you could imagine more things happen sequel bait is not finishing we're getting a lot of sequel bait these days like Battle Angel Alita, as a lot of people, because since it came out on DVD, a lot of people have been talking about Battle Angel Alita definitely had the sequel bait in it, and I hated that because they could have just left it. They could have they could have well, left it where the story arc in the manga ended with her going to Motorball and just be done. They needed they didn't to even like have to either... have Motorball in the movie. They could have just had her go to that as her next yeah. thing like they did in the manga. And yeah, so... It- I feel like that movie, it sucks because I want to like it more, and I I want them to keep making that movie, but I, like, get why no one cares. I totally I understand too. why no one cares. And I really like the world and the character because I did, when I saw it come out, I was like, hey, it's manga, I'll read it because I like, I like reading, I like the artwork, so I read it, and I, I liked it. I liked it a lot, and then the movie happened, and it's just like, okay... But now we get, they changed a bunch of stuff and now we get sequel bait and it's like, oh, now it's like, you're, you're making me not want to care. Yeah. You're, you're making yeah. me not care. But it's just, we're getting a lot of it. And today I was actually talking about like just sequels in movie, like reboots and movie naming in general. Because someone brought up like, oh, he wanted to start watching the Predator movies. It's like, where do I start? I was like, well, you have Predator, Predator 2, Predators, and The Predator. So... He's like, it's, just he's like, wait, watch him in chronological like, order. The predator is it the same as predators? Like, no, 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 no. It's just we're, we're getting. They're all they're all bad. Are you? Excuse the me. The first one's fine. The first one's not fine. The first one is excellent. It's good. I will I, not give you excellent. Oof. I will give you good. Ooh, ooh, Jordan. Ooh, ooh. I will give you good. I'm not going to give you excellent. We don't have to dwell on this too long because this is clearly going to be like kind of a bonus talk thing. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Yeah. About how you're wrong about Predators. It's fine. Great movie. But then it's like, then there's Alien, Aliens, Alien, Alien, Alien. And like, we exist in a world where there's Star Wars Battlefront, 
Star Wars Battlefront 2. And then a completely separate game with their Star Wars Battlefront and Star Wars Battlefront 2. It's just like all these sequels and reboots and stuff is making it hard to care because it's just all the same thing a second time. Yeah. It's like so Predator and the Pre- Predator and all that stuff. It's just it's the same thing just again, but only slightly worse this time. It, it just ah, I I hate it. I hate these sequels and reboots and everything right now. I know I'm going on a rant, but everything right now just has no, to be a I agree reboot or a remake or a live action telling. We don't need it. Why do we have to remake something that's already been done? Just watch the source material. Yeah, I feel bad, but man, do I just not care about a lot of the live? Like, I know I should. Like, I just like what? Freaking don't the one care that really just like King. punched me in the face was Lion King. It's like, yeah, they announced no, it, I'm like, oh, say, that's cool. And then they Lion showed King. it. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I don't care because. I've seen the original. I liked the yeah, original. And lot. it's still animated. And yeah, it's, it's, it's like just... live action reboot. It's like, what about that's live action? Everything was made in a lab I, I somewhere. I don't think any of this is live. I mean, I know you can't call it dead action, but still, it's like this isn't live. This is CGI. It's just a CG movie. It's, it's, yeah. it's just a CG remake for no I'm... reason. What why? And it feels like what they did, and they've and this has become a trend with animated movies is they just put names in it oh they threw so that many that big names care. at lion king and that almost got and me I'm to like, care because it's like so I donald lovers in it it's like they had so many big names that i like and then it's just like i saw the first trailer and it's like this is just the lion king this is nothing yeah. this is not a new idea this isn't a like this isn't doing anything that you didn't do the first time around only now it's with creepy animals who cannot emote because they're creepy animals pumba looked terrifying yeah i don't think they realize that it's like way creepier to have a real dog talking than it is to have a cartoon dog talking yeah, it's just i'm i'm done i am so done with these remakes and it's then like things that i like to get remade and it's like now everybody's talking about the remake and the thing i like just dies because it's like oh yeah we got remakes it's like why why though you people if you also if you're gonna care about it, then fine. But like, you don't have to force people to care about something by making it again. Yeah. Well, and it feels like when they do that kind of stuff, they're like, "I dare you to not like Lion King." Look at all the names yeah. in it. It's like and it's just like if if people okay if people cared about it, then like they would have watched the first time. It's like you don't have to throw. It's like make something new. Make a Lion King sequel. Make something new. A new idea. You don't. I'm not getting my point across. I'm just sounding like a gatekeeper right now. I'm not getting my point across at all. But it's just. I just hate. No. I mean, I think it indicates a certain lack of creativity when the biggest ricks Disney is willing to make is just rehashing all the same stuff that yeah, they've stolen. Yeah, it's just like from the, years the original stuff. Yeah, sure, it's out of date, but that doesn't mean out of date doesn't mean bad. No, and I mean, what makes things in date is not updating. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Put. It's making a new. Make a new story that's relevant for today. Don't just like rehash a thing that you did twenty years ago and be like, no, it's more relevant. No, it's, it's, not. it's not. It's not it's more just, relevant now. I don't think that by making something new, you're going to get some. Like by remaking the same thing, you're going to get someone to care about it more. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like people. Yeah. If you didn't watch Lion King the first time and didn't care then you're not going to care the second time. I think that's... I'm trying to get a point across. I just don't know how to say it. (laughs) 
No, I think you're right. I, I don't I don't disagree with you at all. I mean, it's I think it's an issue with the types of pop culture that are coming out now is that But I, I hate there's it. and everything I think less creativity and challenge in just redoing the same thing over but and over and over again and not trying to, to do something different. Ad- adapted to something and like a comic series that I like is getting um Amazon Prime or someone is doing a live adaptation of it and it's like Ooh, what comic book series? Um, Paper Girls. It's um, about a group of newspaper delivery girls in the 90s who end up traveling through time and all this craziness happening. That actually sounds really cool. It is really cool. And like, yeah, I will probably, if if I care by then, I will probably watch the live ad- action adaptation. And it's cool to have more fans of it. But it's just like, why though? Do you know what is getting a live action adaptation that I'm excited about? Yeah. Lovecraft Country. Have I talked to you about this? Nope. Oh, Jordan, you got to read Lovecraft Country. What's Lovecraft Country? Like, you say this okay. like I should know what it is, and I don't know what it is. It's like... Jordan, <laughs> it's like... Uh, I'm just, Okay. So, this is... Okay. So this is a bonus I think episode. Sometimes, no. Well, maybe actually at this point, because we just got onto a subject... And I still I have another thing I want to talk about. <laughs> I know, but you're going to care about this, and I think it's a valid question to ask. Um... So there are definitely times when I see something that I would consider to be like, um, I'm going to try to say this and not sound like a dick, right? So if you want to cut this out, fine. I mean, I just sounded like a gatekeeping dick for the last minute, so whatever. Like an exciting piece of black culture. And then I'm like, I need to send this to Jordan, but I'm also like, I don't want to just send it to him because it's like, look, there's blacks in it. You know what I mean? I mean, you can, you can send it to me. Like it is, it's one of those books that like Lovecraft was a racist pile of garbage, right? Yeah, which I and actually it, like, found out the other day because I didn't know he was a racist pile of garbage. Yes, well, and it's like okay, I, I don't want to just say since it was in the past okay. he gets a pass no, on it. He doesn't. Just let's just move on. <laughs> but it's like okay, find someone back then that wasn't. So was Tolkien. If you get down to oh, it. so but it's perfectly anyways. fine because other people. No, we're not doing it. We're no, I'm not over. saying. I'm just over. saying at some point it means you can't read anything past a certain date because people used to suck yeah. more and but i mean i'm still going to i don't like lovecraft that much but i'm still going to have, like read it and care about the culture of it even if he's a anyways guy. it's a book that does acknowledge that because like all of the main cast are black and it's like set in the 60s um so like very much issues of racism every time they go to these like decrepit white nightmare towns where it's like Lovecraft is, you know, well, not Lovecraft, but like there's like cthulhu nightmare stuff going on. So it's like the duality of both dealing with like horrible racists and like weird white supremacist cults and also, um, you know, then like unworldly magic. But the cast of characters and the way they interact is so awesome because it's like this main character, his uncle and a group of they're all Freemasons. <laughs> that like help each other out like go on these adventures to fight against like otherworldly magics it is such a fun story and the characters are all so good it sounds like and adventure it's, zone amnesty set in 1960 um kind of yeah yeah it has I, I a little mean, bit I'm of that with feel that. that sounds amazing actually and it actually so um oh gosh um so do you remember in it um is it mike gosh yeah. i get it and i think it's um mike so like mike's guy. dad how's like it's cool because 
his dad seems like a superhero when you hear about the past where he like drove a truck through a burning bar to save all these people and yeah. stuff. And it's just basically a book series where Mike's dad is the main character. That's awesome. And I'm like, this freaking book is awesome. It is so good. I love it so much. But uh, Stars is making it. It's called Lovecraft Country. Okay. I read it like probably a year ago now, but it is excellent. Excellent book. Okay. I'll have to check it out. That sounds really cool. I, I don't know. I'm still on the tired end of what everything needs to have a live action adaptation. Will I watch them? Yeah, probably. If if I get to. Well, I haven't been watching much lately, and I think it's partially because everything is live action adaptations of something else. And I just, it all seems like very much the same. And I'm like finding it hard to care. Especially since there's it's, so much out now that's like. I get on, there's 500 shows that are sound interesting, but it's like, I only have time to watch, like, one episode. What should I yeah. watch? Oh, there's 5,000 things. It's like, well, I guess I'm not going to watch anything. Well, and, and I do think that there is, like, that degree to, like, figuring out what mediocrity to cut through is important. Separate cause, oh, the boy. wheat from the chaff. Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff that's just like, oh, it's just bad. Like, this is just bad. It's a waste of time. Yeah, dude. Jordan, tell me about Zelda. Well, I didn't like how she just had like a British accent for no reason, but. <laughs> oh, so okay, so I just beat Breath of the Wild like a um this past weekend, and I will say, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, I'll point out the bad, well, quote unquote bad, before I go into all the good and all the amazing stuff in the last like half of that game. But the bad, I will say, is. I complained about not having companion like Navi or like um, Fiona or all the other companions you have throughout the game, the Minish Cap. And you finally pretty much get a companion at the end with Zelda telling you what to do repetitively while you fight Dark Beast Gata. <laughs> Use the updraft, Link. Use the updraft. Now shoot him with the light arrow. I know! I fought Ganon before. I know how to use the light arrow and shoot him in the obviously glowing areas. Holy crap, I woman. I was just so excited to have a friend at that point. Oh, yeah, because it was silent. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool, but I just, I guess I was timing it wrong or something. But every time I got up to shoot Ganon in his, like, giant eye at the very end, it was, like, closed and it, it wouldn't do any damage. And so I tried that eight times of her, use the updraft. Use the updraft. Shoot him in the spot. Shoot him in the spot. Like, I get it. I freaking get it, Zelda. I'm trying. It took me if forever I, to I, figure out how to beat that boss. Like, it wasn't hard. Yeah, I wasn't no, it's dying. not hard, but, like, I just... It just took me finally, forever. I just did hang time for the longest time, and then finally opened all the way, and I shot him in and then killed him in one hit. So I'm like, thank you. I've been trying to do this the whole freaking time. But, yeah, it's just... That part was a little frustrating because it's like, I know I'm bad at the game. You don't have to continually tell me I'm bad at the game. Um, I also didn't like how Ganon was just like, hey, let's make a creepy spider monster thing. And just like his design, I didn't like, it was just a giant weird spider with a beard. I didn't like the design of um, Ganon. Oh, yeah, geez, I forgot yeah, what he, he looked like, he was just a honestly. big spider with, like, all these... Like, I get it, it's like, oh, yes, he's the Calamity in Darkness, and then he's fused with a bunch of Guardian tech, but I just thought the design looked bad. That boss fight was a little fun. There, there was a couple, like, he had two or three phases, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and that's the bad. That's all the bad for the last, like, section of the game. Um, so, I beat the um, camel... 
the camel divine beast. I thought that was one of the cooler divine beasts. For me, it was the hardest one because like just yeah, getting everything I to life, like figuring out like how everything lined up and how everything worked took me a long time compared to all the others where it's just like, oh, you lift it up or you put it down. But this is like you have to rotate the barrels all the way around. And it, it was it was fun. Like that felt like a Legend of Zelda dungeon. The other well, temple. The other ones really didn't. The other ones were really quick for me. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And everything was more spread out because there just really weren't temples anymore. Yeah, and, like um, there were the shrines. By the, the end of the, the game, beast, I beat but they over a hundred and five shrines. I forget what my exact number was, but it's like a hundred something shrines at, by the end of the game. Where it's just like that's why I kind of just like okay, I just need to beat this because I'm starting to get fatigued by all of these daggone shrines. Yeah. That's the thing is you can kind of just dick around in the game forever and never like really beat it, or yeah, you can just. And run I know right friends to the end. who have loved it so much that they still haven't beat Calamity again, and because they've just been running around and doing stuff and just enjoying the yeah. Time. But it's like I got to the point. Where it's like all I've been doing is shrines. There hasn't been too much of like actual story or actually like learning and growing. It's just been doing puzzles. If I wanted to play a puzzle game, I would play a puzzle game. Let's play some Zelda. And so that's another, I guess, a little bad, but but it was beautiful, expensive game. And then going into um, Hyrule at the very end was awesome, and just like all the guardians leading up, I like perfected the slap shot by the end of it, where it's like I think I got hit with a guardian laser twice out of the whole thing, and I killed every guardian I ran across except for one of the flying ones because he had so much health. And I was like, fine, yeah. I just ran. He shot me twice in the back, and I finally got it to get... Like, it was, like, right before I got to Ganon, too. It was like, screw this, I'm done. Like, I've I've hit you with this four times, and you're still not dead. I'm done. Like, he had a lot of health. It's like, what are you, Ganon? Holy crap, dude. But, yeah, so going into that area, perfect the slap shot, which was awesome. Um, But it was... It was like a freaking temple. There was so much to explore. There was so many little things. Like, I... Went down through like the dungeon area. I found the Hylian, the high, yes, the shield. I found the shield. I thought it was great. Finding like you had to kill the giant skeleton, um, Hinox at it and get the shield. Oh, you got you got it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Don't yeah. know how to pronounce it apparently, but I got the shield. I say Hylian, Hylian but I've heard Hylian. Hylian shield. And I don't know if it's Hylian That's or what I was, Hylian. I was trying to say Hylian, and I just tripped over my words. But Hylian, I got the Hylian shield, and that was like that was the first thing I got. So I'm like, okay, that was awesome. Because I like swam down in the dungeons because I fell when I was trying to parachute over. Yeah. <laughs> so I just swam, climbed up, and it's like, oh, wow, this is a cold area. Oh, Hylian shield. Awesome. And then I like, I just ran around. I found the last memory, so then I went back to Impa and found the other... Um, like final final memory all the memories i thought were super cool it's like yeah i loved that i, I did loved kind that of another bad i did kind of hate how you had to go out of your way to find the story of the game but you know it's fine it gives it i like that they didn't make more. you experience yeah, it like yeah. it helps you explore it was more. a game where you had to explore to find the story and i liked that that kind of fit with what the game was doing where it was about exploration yeah, so i i liked yeah that. i i liked all the all the story and then like the scene that I found in Hyrule was like pretty much Zelda's father berating her for not like having the power of light yet. And I'm like, it was like a, a super emotional scene. And then I was in the library and I found like the secret room and it was the King's quarters where he had his journal and you get to read his journal. And, like 
find out like how he truly felt about everything and i thought just having that there where it's like they didn't explain this but you could find this if you wanted i thought that was so cool and i found his journal read his journal and it just and then i found a shrine under the library it just all of it was so cool because it's like this this exploring in this area was done so well like it was just spread out enough but there was so many little things that if you just spend a lot of time and don't just go straight again and you can find so many little cool things and it wasn't like oh you have to unlock this and have to find a way to unlock that it's just like no just explore and you'll find some cool stuff and i yeah. really like that didn't it rewarded you every time you wandered didn't off. necessarily like time it was like let's just go over yeah. here it was great i didn't necessarily like the 3d map at the end, but yeah, it was fine. Because I don't remember the that. castle turns into a 3D map like all of the um. Oh um, yeah, yeah, I didn't really yeah. like that, but that was fine. But yeah, I just I loved it, and then the last fight was really cool, and then Dark Beast was really cool to fight. And was that the first time you went to the castle? Yeah, was when you fought it. Oh, I was in and out of there. Oh all the no, time. I stayed away from that because of all the guardians. Oh yeah, no, I crawled. And, all I, over and it, then yeah. like I went through the area and I just practiced the slap shot. And then like because I was actually because usually I play it on my computer, so there's like a one second lag of the sound, so I couldn't necessarily time the slap shot perfectly every time. But I was playing it on the handheld switch this time, so the sound was correct, and I got I got the slap shot every time. So I was just running around the whole time, just killing guardians left and right, finding stuff, flying around that area. It was really cool. I yeah, I stayed out of there for most of the game i actually no, until yeah. the very end and yeah no it was just a really really cool area i liked the theme of failure that like the story is basically you and zelda just didn't do yeah. it you suck and she didn't get and her power like, until after everything went to crap yeah i i liked that that it was like you had to be a link that had screwed up and was now living in the apocalypse yeah. basically you know and she, yeah and she it just i liked zelda's backstory a lot like how she was trying yeah. to use the power she couldn't and then finally she got it it's like no i'm going to use it use the power i have and use and sacrifice myself so that you can get strong and help and bring back the beast but i'm going to make the ultimate sacrifice because this is what i'm supposed to do and i just liked that and how she was truly a legend and it was just really cool I, I i really 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 like the game i don't know what i'm gonna play next because that was that's going to be really hard to live up to. Well, hey, do you want to know what I'm playing right now? Mass Effect, and I don't like it. I, as soon as you said Mass Effect, I'm like, you probably don't like it. <laughs> this is what, my, what I said in my head. is like, you probably don't like it at all. A friend convinced me to play it. So Zach? Huh? Zach convinced you? No, oh. actually. Vinny? Uh, Zach started playing it. He also doesn't like it. Um, Caitlin then wanted to see it, so we're recording it. And uh, Who convinced Kelsey you? convinced me. Oh, huh? I thought it would have been Zach. It just sounds like something up Zach's alley. No, he hated it. He quit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it, it just sounded. It sounds like a game that he would have liked, but apparently not. So, okay. Well, this has been <laughs> the bonus half of World Shop. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll talk to y'all in like ten seconds. Bye. Bye. <laughs>